Nerdy Romance Podcasts. We're your hosts. I'm Sky McDonald, author of the Auntie Bell series. And I'm Sarah Smith, author of Faker. Each episode, we'll dive deep into what it's like to be a contemporary romance author. We'll talk writing inspiration, give you the inside scoop about the publishing world, chat about how we write those infamous sex scenes, and more. And then we'll pull out and wrap it up in 30 minutes or less. But we promise to leave you satisfied. So today's episode is going to be about writing male characters in romance novels, specifically why women romance writers seem to do this so well, which is interesting because so often we see examples of male writers doing a spectacularly terrible job of writing women. Now, admittedly, this is not always true. There are many great writers who can write all types of people, but In the romance genre, it's very important that we have that balance and we're able to make a very believable and yet very ideal man. So we're going to get into this topic. And once we do, we are really going to do a call for you to let us know uh, examples of men in the in books that you have loved or ways in which you think men or women get this type of gender switch right or wrong. So please feel free to reach out to us uh, once you listen to the podcast. So why do we nail male characters for lack of a better term. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's an, I I could not think of a better way to phrase that because I think that's pretty spot on. Mm -hmm. But um, honestly, I'm sure there's like a more, or maybe there's not, maybe there's not like a complicated answer to it. I just feel like on the whole, I think women, female writers are just more thoughtful about um, their writing, honestly. And um, maybe that's gonna get me a lot of negative comments, but I don't really care because I honestly think that that's true. Um, And maybe, um, I guess for me, like when I write a male character, it's not really like a secret formula or anything like that. I honestly just think about like what qualities are attractive to me in a man in real life and I write it down. And it's really like not any more complicated than that. Like, and the qualities, that I think are attractive aren't really anything that special. Um, It's just qualities that I think every partner should have, like kindness and honesty, um, integrity, hardworking, the ability to say that they're sorry, like somebody who's not afraid to like dote on their lady, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know, what do you do? do? Or how do you write your guys? Because you write some really good guys, Sky. I love you. (laughs) Why, thank you. Um, so, yeah, my guys, so in the series, they're all quite different. But like you just said, they, they all share, like, I would say the basic building blocks of it, what I consider a decent human being. Um, <laughs> being like, you're not an absolute douche. Um, but at the same time, too, there's something to that. Because, like, I'm kind of laughing as I'm saying that, you know. But right. it's not always that easy. Especially if you're going to write something like an alpha male, which I don't do, to be clear. But it's very easy, I think, no matter what your gender is as a writer, to fall into a two-dimensional trap. And I think the idea of, like, what is sexy needs to be answered in layers if you're going to really get to the heart of a character and make a character come alive for you. Um, Because I don't think that you can just assume that these are the ideals and that's the place you work from if you don't have, like, I think a layered set of them. Um, So like you said, like, you want them to have integrity. You want them to be kind. But if their natural nature is withdrawn or arrogant, you have to get to the heart of why. 
And if you can't get to the heart of why, then you've written a character that comes across as very one-dimensional. And I think on the opposite side of that, when men try to write women and assume a lot about them or don't really think about their motivations and how they would, like, by nature and design, be different, um, I think that that's where that can really fall short. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That's a really good point that you that you pointed out, because I do think um, like the way that you explain like the layering and going deeper in their character, you're so right, because when you don't do that, it comes off very one dimensional. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, and then you just essentially just have like a hot guy with abs who just like is there for the various plot points, you know what I mean? And it right. doesn't like feel, feel genuine. Very true, Yeah. very true. Um, but I think that's too where no, like I said, like on either side of the gender line. And of course, you know, I guess let's take a pause and make a caveat here, which is, of course, we are talking about binary gender system. Yeah, which yeah. We don't live in. And so for all due respect to trans characters and trans writers, um, that's just simply like we're talking about the idea of flipping to the other POV uh, in from a cisgendered perspective, which initially or immediately puts us in a certain category. So all due respect to the spectrum, just that this is, this is the focal point right here. Right. Um, So, but all that said, yeah, I think that if you, if you have the desire to understand as opposed to the approach that you do understand that you're going to get a lot more of an interesting character. Yes. Yeah. I completely agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about, like, physical attributes, I guess? <laughs> like, when it comes uh, to male characters. <laughs> Not to get shallow, but, like, I obviously it's romance, and romance is fantasy, so there's always going to be an element of physical attraction, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I guess, how do, you, how do you decide how physically descriptive you get with your heroes? Um, that's a great <laughs> question, because I always... <laughs> work between the line of wanting people to imagine what they want to imagine and wanting to tell you what I see. So there's a lot that I'll leave to the imagination. For example, (laughs) I would never say like, Oh, his penis was this many inches long and this type of like shape. And it's like, no, no, I'm not doing the curvature guys. I'm not Mm -hmm. doing that. But at the same time too, I want you to imagine what you want. And that goes back to the whole, I mean, we could loop that back to the idea of what a book cover should look like. But I do have an idea. And what my idea is, is that the guy in the in the novel is what you want to see. And right. so, yeah, they're going to work out. But one of the things that I do in all of my characters for women and men, generally they're into fitness mm-hmm. uh, in some way or, sh- way or form. Because I don't like the idea of just like, oh, well, you're just blessed with six pack abs it's like no you're gonna have to work for that um so I I usually build that type of thing in but I also build fitness into my my books is like a a lifestyle Mm -hmm. and I do that simply as a mirror of my own life because my journey and like my body issues that I have had over the years which I'll admit to um do I have come to a place where I enjoy working out like I like it. I feel better when I do it. And it's not a shame to anyone who doesn't do those things. It's simply that that's my perspective. So that's the thing I'm going to write in. Right. Yeah. No, I think that that's, 
completely, I, I love that. I like that you're, <clears throat> excuse me. I like that you're taking like your own experience and adding that to how you develop a character. Cause honestly, I just think that shows how thoughtful you're being okay. um, and creating. Yeah. And creating your characters. And I feel like that thoughtfulness is really important because when you don't exercise that foresight or even that thought, then you end up with um, a bunch of characters who don't seem genuine or real at all. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, what about you though? Um, <laughs> I, I mean, okay. So I think it's okay. Just like you, I think it's okay to write about a male character who's, um, you know, physically attractive in whatever way you find that to be. So like, does that mean abs? Does that mean like super cut Adonis belt? Like whatever that means, that's okay. Because again, like romance is fantasy and it's okay to, um, find the characters attractive as long as you're being sensitive and respectful obviously when you're depicting it like and I think as long as you make their physical description part of who they are they're not just you know like a one-dimensional hero with a six-pack abs like it's just part of who they are as a person and you're exploring their emotions and thoughts um that's totally fine because honestly like in real life I feel like you know, in real life, we don't always get to be around all these hotties and it's okay. That's fine. But in in your book, in your writing, it's okay to like fantasize about that a little bit. I think that's perfectly fine. I agree. I agree. I just think it's very important for me to have the characters, no matter what character I write, for them to be believable, for them to be somebody you could feel like you could know. Right. Um, which is why I generally don't write alpha males because I don't feel like there are people that I know, and so they don't they don't like translate for me. Um, right. Yeah. So like I always I always like it when people say like I feel like I know these people. I feel like these characters they they felt real to me. I, I wanted to talk to them. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's always really like that's a big thing for me. I think it's very important. Yeah. Um, you, sorry. You also um you know you go out of your way to to like seek out uh like male beta readers. Mm -hmm when you, for, you know, the books that you write to make sure that what you are depicting in your characters sounds authentic and genuine. And that's a really important step too. Yeah. Because especially I think because I wrote, write dual POV. So my guys have to speak and they not just speak, but narrate. And so it's very, like, I really want it to feel even though, you know, our readership is predominantly women. Uh, I want everyone to read my books and right. so I want people to read it and feel inside the character's mind in a very authentic way. So it's, it is important to me and it means a lot to me if a, a man uh, can really it says like, oh, you did this well. Um, and, you know, yeah. I, I did have obviously a male beta reader on, especially on um, off the record that that I definitely had a male beta reader for. And then I've had male readers, you know, and I had um, one of my friends read, uh, I guess, Twitter friends read. Um, not suitable for work. And he also said, he was like, you know, I was just really swept up into the story. I mean, it was hot, oh. but it was also like really believable. And so I, that always means a lot. And then of course, <laughs> my 80 year old uncle who I've shouted <laughs> out before, he liked the story too. <laughs> no, but like just to be able to have people say, I feel like I know these characters is really a big goal for me. So yeah, I think it's great. And I like the feedback that helps me get closer to that. Yeah, I think I agree. Like that's totally, that's like the best compliment when they're like, oh, they feel, I felt like I was, you know, talking mm -hmm. to a real person. That's like the greatest. Yeah. Yeah. 
And you know, like you were saying about like the idea of this being the fantasy and we can idealize, but at the same time too, you know, like I don't like the idea that our books are one dimensional or like lady porn, you know, which no. a ladies watch porn. Sure. So let's move past that right now. It's okay. Right. B <laughs> they're not porn and there is written porn. Like there are, you know, plenty of different types of erotica reads that are meant specifically to be the written equivalent of pornography. Cool. 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 I'm in it for you like that. Do it like whatever you enjoy. But a romance novel is meant to be a novel. And so, right. like, the idea of delegitimizing it by saying, oh, well, it's just porn or mommy porn. Please don't get me started on that term. <laughs> but, like, it's not. You want the characters to be developed. You want them to be authentic. And you want to go on their journey and fall in love with them. It is a fantasy. It's not the same as porn. So let's, I would like that on record. <laughs> <laughs> New York City life. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I, um, wow. I live in Brooklyn, y'all. <laughs> oh my gosh. Sorry, that's so funny. Because um, I live like in the suburbs and that never happens. Where I live. Yeah. You yeah, woke me up at four o'clock in the morning the other day. Thanks. Oh, that's so annoying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I get. I completely agree with you. And I do get really, really irritated when people, um, every once in a while you'll see, or I guess I'll see, maybe not everybody sees this, but, uh, you'll see like somebody equating porn to romance novels. And I just, obviously I have a problem with that because like you said, there are different, different types of romance, different types of, like forever, just depending on what you want. But also, um, I feel like historically a lot of porn has been really degrading and dis mm -hmm. disrespectful to women. And, it can set some really dangerous and unrealistic expectations when it comes to relationships and sex. And I feel like I just get really pissed off when people start just equating the two, because I feel like romance novels, in my opinion, um, set a really healthy and realistic expectation of what a relationship and having a male partner should be like. So like, a male partner should be, um, or not just male partner, but like, because you and I write, male female romance that's what how it applies in this particular instance but like you want a partner who is who's going to value you who listens to you who respects your boundaries who offers the emotional support that you deserve and want and knows you know how to say sorry when they screw up and who prioritizes your pleasure in the bedroom and all of that in my opinion is super positive and if anybody thinks that those are like unrealistic expectations I think that's really sad because those are not unrealistic at all. I think they're totally reasonable and completely realistic in a way that like bad porn obviously is not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. Yeah. I think, I think we set an ideal on sex and, you know, actually I'm going to bring in Margaret Atwood. Um, uh, one of my favorite writers, uh, of course, she's the author of The Handmaid's Tale. Um, but she was speaking about how porn and this was an interview a long time ago, but porn and romance, like Fifty Shades, they're both to the same point, which is escapist fantasy. To my point, I think our problem is when we forget that it's escapist right. fantasy.
And when we expect we and so it's a kind of funny thing because I'm sitting here saying like, oh, I want them to be realistic. I want them to be people you can know. But I also want people to approach them with the mindset that it's supposed to be fun. Yeah. So like I want you to buy into the fun. I want you to buy into the story. But I don't want you to think like, okay, my dude needs to have a six pack or right. else it's not okay. Because I mean, we could get into body shaming for men, which is certainly as real of a thing. And so like this idea of like, this is the fantasy. This is the fun. This is the love. And when, to me, if you fall, when you fall in love with somebody, all that, all the physicality, all the ideals, like there's a golden stardust around you anyway. Mm-hmm. And so what I really want to capture is like the authenticity of what it feels like to fall in love with somebody and that it's it's like all these building blocks are really built, meant to take you into the joy of losing yourself in pleasure and love and i but yeah. i do think you have to be realistic about the characters in order to feel that authentically yeah i completely agree yeah and i think that's one of the reasons people read can read like and i don't know the stat i don't have it in front of me but Romance is one of the most voracious, is the most voraciously read genre. And it's not because they're trash books. They're not. It's because you can get swept into a love story. And I think people just want to feel that joy. Falling in love is a very special thing. It's not a thing that most people do over and over and over again in their life. And if you do, good for you. But a lot of people, you know, it's pretty traditional that once you do it, you're going to partner with that person at least for a while. And so mm-hmm. the the joy and the escape of like investing in the beauty of like just the thrill of falling in love, I think is just so that's why I write it. And yeah, I just think it's really like you just have to be authentic about it um, in order to get people to really have that experience. And since I want them to have that experience, I want my dudes to be authentic. Yes. Yeah, I 100 percent. I'm right there with you. (laughs) Yeah. Cheers. Yeah. (laughs) So when we talk about all this, um, you know, there are some epic, epically good and epically bad examples of (laughs) writing in the other gender and the other voice. Uh, Do you have a favorite male romance character? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I have like a million. Yeah, Yeah. and it would be it just would like tear me up to like pick the best one obviously because they're so good there's so many um romance writers who I think write just totally swoon worthy well-rounded book boyfriends um male romance characters whatever you want to call them but um one that I read recently that I really really liked was um it's a Wattpad romance series Mm. by um Jesse Stewart and it's called Take a Bite Cafe and it's about um two cafe workers in England named Meg and Jimmy and it's a contemporary romance and it's really sweet. It's just this like adorable workplace romance and they're not um, open about their relationship at first because Meg has had some um, negative experiences um, in her love life and she just doesn't want everybody knowing her business, which is totally understandable. Um, And Jimmy is just like the sweetest, like he's kind and he's sweet and respectful of her needs and desires and he like completely understands her issues with how she wants to present the relationship and how um, like quickly she wants to move things along and how she wants to take things at her own pace. Um, He's, and obviously like this should go without saying, but like it's sad that we always have to like talk about things like consent and boundaries 
mm-hmm. in, in real life and also in like romance. But Jimmy is also really like very, very um, respectful about like consent and boundaries and like he's not sending her pictures of his dick all the time. You know, <laughs> he's just a really um, just like you could totally picture him as this like real, sweet, genuinely like appealing guy but like he just yeah just like really really sweet and I wish I wish there were like a million Jimmys in this world because this world would be a better place (laughs) that were the case but um but yeah what how who is who are some male characters that you have read that you like so I have I'm gonna name one because like you it's very hard to like once I get started that's a rabbit hole and we've promised (laughs) to pull out so um I'm gonna name Lucy Parker uh as She's one of my favorite writers, um, but she has the London Celebrity series. And in her first book, she has this character named Richard Troy. And so (laughs) I have a thing for guys who come off as like bristly and gruff or like super like why why him? No, not him, because actually underneath they're like pining Mm. and. There's a lot going on, which is why I have a thing for Tate and Faker. Um, But yeah, and actually that's going to play out in book three of mine as well in Nemesis. But I do have a real thing for um, for those kind of guys. And I think that in Act Like It, Lucy Parker really nails the like dude with too much attitude. But underneath, like even as he's like flexing all this attitude and doing all these things, almost immediately the first time you meet him, you're like, wow, yeah, he's he's a douche. But then immediately, as you get into the story, you're like, oh, no, he's not a douche. He's got a lot going on. And mm-hmm. then you see him interacting with his with the love interest. And you're like and you just see through the prickly stuff before um, Lainey does. And like, I just love that kind of guy because I understand them. Um, I mean, that sounds super like condescending. It's not. It's just like <laughs> I know people like that. I have I have known people like that and I love it because it's just like there's so much more going on underneath and so I think she wrote that really well um so that's one of my faves yeah for sure yeah that's awesome that's uh he sounds great yeah but he's not but he is but he's not but he is like Tate right like my guy Will who's coming gonna come out at you and Nemesis like he's not great but he's so great you know it's like I (laughs) love that thing I think I think the fact that Tate, the fact that I wrote a character like Tate and Faker makes it obvious that I would like a character like that. So mm-hmm. yeah, totally. exactly. Totally. And see, like so far, my dudes aren't like that. Like Ben, right. just like everybody's in love with him, oh and you know, and Nick, <laughs> Nick is fun. Nick is funny. He's a hipster. You yeah. like the glasses thing? Hello, Lily, because I know Lily <laughs> loves my Nick. Like they're just they're very not that. So when right. you get to book three for me, you're going to like, that's my take on it. But I do in real life. Personally, it is not a shame to admit I do have a thing for that type of personality, because I think once you get through that sort of bristly thing, you're getting something that's not everybody can see. And that makes it even better. Yes. Yeah. Well, what else? Oh, yeah. So we haven't talked much about the whole fact that, like, the other side of the coin, which is when, like, like character writing fails. But, Sarah, I know you know this Twitter handle, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, and uh, this is just, like, if you ever want to laugh 
or just like, I guess, get really pissed off at how bad writing women can be. Um, there's a Twitter account called, it's at men underscore right underscore women. And it's just like examples of how men have written women in books and stories terribly, especially when it comes to like sex and physical descriptions of women and what is pleasurable to women during sex. So yeah, um, do yourself a favor and go visit that mm -hmm. account at some point and just like, yeah, familiarize yourself with how bad it can be. I'm going to give you a taste because I remember you talking about this when we were setting up and getting the idea for this. Wasn't there something about like hitting her cervix? Oh my God. Yeah. I just like horrible. And like, what? Obviously that's a man who is not, I don't know. <laughs> like, has he not had sex with a woman? Like, I don't, I don't understand like how, and okay. I, there are 7 billion people in the world. Maybe I'm sure there are people who find that um, great. But I, the vast majority, I would venture to say, does not find that pleasurable. So I'm going to say right now, that makes me clench my thighs together yeah. and not in the good way. <laughs> me too. It's just, yeah. So it's stuff along those lines. So just get ready and yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get ready to cringe. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're putting out a call. We want you to tell us about some romance characters that you love the books you they're from, the authors that you think really nail those guys. And we would like for you to do it via DM or email. Um, you can find me, or actually you can find us on Twitter at Quick and Dirty Rom and on Instagram at Quick and Dirty Romance. And we would love to hear from you so we can shout out those authors, tag them and give them a little bit of a boost. So that would be like a huge gift to any author that you love. So please reach out to us and let us know and we will share the love. But for the meantime, that was good for me. Was it good for you, Sarah? Hell yeah, it was good for me, Sky. Good. That was episode four of the Quick and Dirty Romance podcast. Like I said, feel free to reach out to us. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at writerskymcd. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram as well. I am at author Sarah S. And once again, please check out our books. They are Not Suitable for Work and Off the Record by Sky McDonald and Faker by Sarah Smith. So thank you so much for listening. As we close out today, I want to give you a new quote from the queen herself because it is her birthday today, Miss Dolly Parton. Her quote that I'd like to leave you with, that, with today is, find out who you are and do it on purpose. Bye, guys. We'll see you soon. Bye.